attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. It is still January. Is this month Why ever is it going still to still January? I'm so tired <laughs> of January. If one more Ugh. person says Happy New Year to me and it happened today on a work call, I'm done. I'm just going to hang up. Like, I'm going to be like, no, we're done. I know. I'll pull the line of, oh, I'm sorry. I have another meeting. I got to go. Click. No more. We should have, I don't know, calendar people. We should have really switched January <sighs> with February and had the yes. short week or the yes. short month be the first month of the year. Yeah, that's what we should have done. Yeah, get over in 28 days. This is like just dragging on. And it's all going to keep dragging on because I like I have so many things in February I'm looking forward to. I have mm-hmm. one huge major thing in March I'm looking forward to, which we all know what that one is. And then April, like I'm like, can we just get through the crummy January, February blah, and just have March and April? I know. I'm right there with you. Now, look, I live in Southern California where we've had our fair share. I know you're rolling your eyes already, Mr. New Yorker. It rained and it was hard. It rained on us for several days. But here's the other big news today, which we're recording this on. It's raining here for like weeks at this point. Okay. And it's freezing rain and it's cold. Oh, no. It's it's not fun. I'm from the Pacific Northwest. If you say it's cold. I'm hanging up. Well, it was a little chilly. I did have to wear like a sweater. Um, But today, the day that we're recording, which is January 25th, we had at 2 a.m., we had a major earthquake out here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you and I didn't talk about that. I saw that on the internet. We didn't even talk about that. Because you guys know Dana and I do a whole like basically a different (laughs) podcast that's not recorded. Before we record. Maybe that one would be more interesting. I don't know. Probably. Um, Before we record. But yeah, we didn't even talk about that. You guys had an earthquake. Yeah, it woke me up at 2 a.m. Your house looks like it's in one piece still, so. It is. It is. I'm sure we have more new cracks, because when do you not have new cracks? If you have a house in California, you've got cracks everywhere. But uh, it woke me up at 2 a.m. It lasted a while. I mean, I was woken up from a dead sleep, so I can't tell you how many seconds, but it felt like probably 20, like 15 to 20 seconds. Now, was it the... A roller or a shaker? Yeah, a roller or a shaker. Um, It was, I think, a shaker because it was shaking the bed, and then my lamp Mm. has one of those little, like, metal drop downs, and so it was clicking next to it, and I could hear it going click, 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 click. So it was crazy. Okay, so two questions, because when we worked at... The reality TV company <gasps> together. Yes, we had another one. We had that one earthquake. That was at like five in the morning. My first, yeah, it was my first earthquake. And I thought it was like poltergeist had happened. My bed was like bouncing yeah. up and down. And I yep. shot out of bed. I was just like, what's happening? This was more intense. This one today was more intense than that one in 2013. He's referencing the Shamrock Shake of 2013, if any of you remember it. Is that what we called it? Yeah, because it was on. Did have a name? It was on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, gosh. I haven't had a Shamrock Shake (laughs) from McDonald's in so long. Do they still make them? I feel like I need one of those. I hope. I don't know. Anyway. Well, anyhow, it was a a 4.2, which is pretty significant. As somebody who is a civilized New Yorker, once again, oh. where we don't have earthquakes. Uh-huh. We just have everything else. <laughs> Why do they always seemingly happen at night? And do you ever think about being at Disneyland and you're like, what happens if an earthquake hits and I'm on like the Incredicoaster? Yes, I have kind of semi answers for that. I don't for why it's at nighttime. But, you know, we just experienced one in 2020 that was in the afternoon. So I've had some that aren't in the middle of the night. But yeah, more often than not, they do. I think the big Northridge one was at the middle of the night as well. So yeah, that ripped my cousin's house in half. Yeah, that one was intense. Sierra Leone, one of our besties and Dana Johnson. I think they were neighbors. They went to school together. So I think they both experienced some pretty traumatic experiences with the Northridge earthquake in 94. But as far as like what happens with rides, I think a lot of them, and and I'm actually referencing more from when I worked at Warner Brothers, and we talked about like what happens in an earthquake when you've got big set pieces on sets. A lot of them are built on like various hydraulic platforms anyway, so they don't really feel them. But I think everything has to be fairly earthquake retrofitted in order to operate. So 
I'm sure if yeah, you were like, on Indiana Jones at that time during a during an earthquake, you're not going to feel it because you're already shaking and rocking around. But I I don't know how magnitude of a earthquake it has to be to completely shut a ride down. I'm sure there's a level that they stop it. Yeah, I'd be a little nervous about being like mission breakout in the elevator shaft. Yeah. <laughs> like rumble rumble. Anyway, this is off to a really positive start. <laughs> um can I tell you something really random? And then we're going to dive into, we have a ton of news topics to talk about today. So we haven't done a big news deep dive in a while, but I was thinking about something. Cause when we were at Disney world a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. we were walking around Disney Springs and like all the stores that are down there, right? They have all these different stores. Like we love going to Vera Bradley. Cause I always get my mom a Disney print handbag or purse or, or wallet or something from down there. Um, Because they do the Disney theme stuff. And this is so off the wall and random. But I'm wearing this, like, I got this new really comfy hoodie or sweatshirt from Lululemon, right? There is a Lululemon in Disney Springs. And for the life of me, I cannot understand why they have not done a line of parkwear by Lululemon. Like, I love it's all I wear to the parks. I wear their shorts to the parks because they're the most comfortable shorts on the planet. People wear, like, a lot of women wear their leggings to the yep. parks. Yep, I do. Every single Why time. Why have they not done a Disney-branded line? It doesn't really feel on brand for Lululemon because they're just always such They're things. in Disney Springs. Yes, the shop is in Disney Springs, but they're not making anything specialty. I don't know. I, they're not All a they company that puts- they screen print Mickey on it. But they'd never screen print anything on their shirts. They never put words or anything. Yeah, they do. Do they now? I have a shirt and shorts from the Marine Corps Marathon in Washington, D.C., where Lululemon did a pop-up, and they screen-printed on their clothing the marathon logo. Well, that's different. And I should say, I do have a sc- So my sister-in-law works for Lululemon, so I have been <laughs> This outfitted. is very random. This is where Adam's at at uh, 10.53 Eastern time at night, is thinking about Lululemon's clothing line. Two things. My sister-in-law works for Lululemon. She outfits me in everything Lululemon. Whoa. Yeah. I did not know this. Oh, I have the in, and it's the best. And I probably shouldn't be sharing that on a podcast because <laughs> I've got the Lululemon hookup. In fact, Adam, I think I have this exact same sweatshirt you're wearing, but the female version of it. It's so comfy. It's so soft, right? It's yeah. so soft. Yeah, yeah. I have it in that exact same color. I will send you a picture tomorrow. Can you bring it on the cruise? Yes. Oh, my God. We can be twins. (laughs) We'll sweat in a sweatshirt, but we'll still be twins. That'd be great. But the other thing is, like, she did give me a screen printed thing like that was customized. So I think they do a little bit of that, but it's really not their style. I don't know. It's not their style. But they could do it very tactfully, like a silhouette Mickey right on the side of the leggings or something. Yeah, or like the little I don't know. The little Mickey emblem that I have that's just the, yeah. the Mickey head and yeah. and, yeah. and two. Come um, on, Lulu. I know. I know. Okay, well let's dive into the news because we've just spent all this time talking about all of this <laughs> random stuff that people are probably like, when are they gonna actually talk about Disney? You're here for us. You're here for our babbling. Um we have a lot of news to talk about. Yes. We're going to forfeit the vault because we got to go right into, I mean, what do we have, like 10 news pieces? And this is all for... And you know we can't shut up, so... Yeah, and this is all for the spring, really more or less the spring of this year for both Disneyland and Disney World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, should we dive in? Let's do it. Um, I'll take the first one. So the 100 Years of Wonder has officially launched at Disneyland. And as of this week, which is still... January, we now have a bunch of banners and signs. Mickey and the gang, the Fab Five, are all in costumes now that are silver and purple. So those are kind of the the colors for this season, which you guys have heard us talk about already. Adam's already rolling his eyes because he saw the collection I in just, Florida. I'm going to let you finish, and then I got thoughts, but go on. <laughs> you are Kanye-ing me. I'm going to let you finish, but... <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. Um, it's your thing. It's not my thing. The colors are okay. But what I did see, I haven't been to the parks yet since they just put this up like two days ago. But Sleeping Beauty's Castle has a big 100-year celebration like emblem. And it's being held up with like a little banner. And it's little silver statues of the three fairies from Sleeping Beauty. And I think that looks really mm. cute. And then one last thing that's not related to the 100 Years of Wonder, but with Sleeping Beauty's Castle, today they put up two fountains 
in the middle of the moat. So that's oh, they did. Yeah, that's, that's new. new. And huh. I'm curious. And next time I go, I'll let you guys know if it's noisy and loud or if it's just pretty. Because I think it's a little it's weird. Tranquil. I hope it's tranquil. Tranquil fountains. Yeah. All right. So I got thoughts. Okay. I know you do. <sighs> Can we just have a normal park here? <laughs> I think we just did a 50th anniversary at Walt Disney World that has lasted a year and a half. And this is literally like Disneyland being like, hey, us too. It's literally the same play. They've put an emblem on the castle. They have very similar looking merchandise and character costumes for the Fab Five. They have statues popped up. They have things that are interacting with the Magic Band Pluses. Like, it's literally like they took the 50th, turned it into the 100th, and just plopped it at Disneyland. Yeah, pretty much. It doesn't feel anything special about this whatsoever. Because honestly... We went to the parks twice during the 50th. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that special other than a pastrami egg roll at the egg roll cart. Yeah. Which was very know. good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> good. Sorry. Um, that was a deep, that was a deep, deep, deep reference to the egg roll cart. But <laughs> I don't know if they need all the fanfare. Um, I want to also be clear. This isn't Disneyland's 100th anniversary. Know, this is the entire like Disney company's 100th anniversary because a hundred years ago in 1923, Walt Disney created Mickey Mouse and he started hit launched his brand, launched his cartoons in 1923. So it's really Walt's 100th anniversary. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm right there with you. I think they're taking too much of what they just did a year ago and slapping on a couple new colors and calling it a day where I wish this was feeling a little bit more historical, like that they were really yeah. celebrating the animation of the Disney company and Walt's story. Exactly. Like bring out characters that look like the original Mickey, right? You yeah. can create this. They could create this, you know, showcase more of the history of the animation and all that within the park. Yeah. Make it special. Like the merch. Why is the merch not all about like bringing back those old drawings and designs in the history of it? People go nuts for that stuff. Like the vault collection for the 50th anniversary Walt Disney World was some of the best stuff they created. Why did they not just go all in on that with a hundred and just have that just the super retro hundred year old designs and looks and like bring back all that? Because that's what's so I think incredible about the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking the same thing. All that thought. history is there. It all is. that history is there. It's so cool. I would say at Disneyland, the place you could do all of this, like kind of make almost a pop-up about telling the history of Walt a little bit more. I know they've got a little bit of that over at Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, but the place that's primed for this would be at California Adventure, especially that Buena Vista Street, because Buena Vista Street and the Hollywood area is themed exactly as Walt's 1923 Hollywood. Buena Vista Street is here in Burbank and kind of spans like every street in Los Angeles. They span different towns, but it goes into Glendale and Los Feliz. And Los Feliz is where he built his first animation studio and lived in his little garage. So it would be really cool if they could tie this more into the Walt of it all. Yeah, yeah, that exactly that, because this just this feels like a holdover Bob Chapek era play is what it feels like to me which the 50th was all merch all this we didn't buy a single piece of 50th anniversary merch from walt disney world because it was all tacky yeah like there was not actually i take that back about one sweatshirt this last trip from the vault collection because it was an old walt disney world sweatshirt yeah it had that that. 70s look yeah 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 but this stuff like you know where's the spirit jersey with the original Mickey on the back of it, right? Same yeah. Disneyland on the top or something like that. Like, I would have bought that. I don't know. I'm just, maybe, you know, and as these celebrations go, they roll more stuff out yeah. throughout to get people to keep coming back. So hopefully the, like, not safe for work Mickey ears go away and yeah. some other Seriously. Uh, things come along. 
But yeah. I know next time you're at the park, we're very excited to hear like a full recap from that day and what you experienced from the Disney 100 celebration. Yeah. But I guess, and we'll probably talk about this next week because if I'm time traveling podcast math right, this weekend there is a celebration that's going to be streamed on YouTube from Disneyland for the 100th, which we're going to watch. So I'm sure we can probably talk about it next yeah. week, which would be in. A week, whatever. Anyway, we'll see. I'm curious. I'm curious to see. Me too. What they do for that. All right. So for all of you who want to become members of the Anaheim Country Club, a.k.a. Disneyland Resort, Magic Keys have returned dot, 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 asterisk for now. So uh, they're here. Um, as of this month, in the month that never ends, January, the Magic Keys have returned, but there were only the Inspire and Believe Keys. So those are the two priciest keys. The Inspire was 1600 for the year for a person. Believe is $1,100. Um, I believe the Inspire basically has like no blackout dates, if I, if I believe. Very then- few. It's like just the Christmas and Easter weekends. And then Believe has a little bit more, but not as many, because that's the key that we have. And it is like some summer dates, a few Saturdays in October. And then, of course, those big holiday seasons, too. Yeah. So jump on now, because there's no idea when it's going to go away. I mean, full disclosure, by the time this airs, in a few days, they could be gone. So you could yeah. be listening to us and out of luck. But look, I still think the price is great for these. And I am still really upset that <laughs> they have not brought annual passes back to Disney World yet. I knew you would bring that up. It's kind of rude of me to give you this one to even announce about the Magic Keys because really- you just want to buy an annual pass in Florida. And yeah, folks, if you're looking to buy them, now is the time. I'm kind of surprised they came back this quickly. I know we talked about that before, that I, I thought they would come back a few times this year. I didn't think it would be immediately in January, about a week after they announced that they would eventually return. Yeah. So that's exciting. But I want you guys all to know that the bottom two tiers are basically gone. So if you are looking to do this, you got to buy the pricier ones. Those bottom two tiers. I remember when these originally came out, we were talking about them and like the bottom two were kind of, unless you live in Anaheim and you don't have a normal nine to five work schedule. Yeah. They don't work for you. Like they're not, they're not going to work. They're also half the price of the other ones that we just talked about. So there's that. Right. And I think this is important to note that there is a monthly payment plan for any of the SoCal residents. So Adam, if you were to buy a magic key, you'd have to buy it outright with that price tag. But if you are me, you can buy it with a monthly plan, which makes it a little less than um, low. You know, but here's my only thought, like, and this goes back to the Disney World APs not coming back yet. I wonder if they're like looking at, because our last trip down, like mm-hmm. the flights from New York to Orlando, there is literally every major airline has a flight almost on the hour every hour from New York to Orlando. Like they are shuttling us very cold Northeasterners down to Florida by the plane load. Right. And MCO was the airport was a absolute madhouse when we were down there. Like, I've never seen it so busy. Security wait times were like over an hour long to get through security. Like, it was just a madhouse. But I'm wondering if they're going to look at things. And this just popped in my head. And here's an idea at Disney, if you're listening. (laughs) Why not offer the APs to certain markets? Like, Mm -hmm. look at New York, New Jersey, right? Where Mm -hmm. you have a whole army of folks who are flying down there all the time, right? Yeah. Look at a market like... Florida, New York, New Jersey, Georgia, like this eastern bit that yeah. is consistently going down to Orlando all the time and do it that way. Because if you think about it, California, they're selling annual passes up and down the coast. And if we were still living in San Francisco, we 100% would have bought in on the Magic Keys. Yeah. Just You're not wrong on this. That is a big ask. I feel like they could test the waters, dip their toe, so to speak, in this idea if they gave. So we get a lot of Southern California discounts in Florida. Just Mm -hmm. all of Florida gets Florida discounts for Disney World. It would be interesting if they made a Georgia, 
New York, New Jersey. Like you can get a 20% off resort stay if you book a whole vacation package or something. Yep. And that's for those residents only. Which I've seen some targeted things like that. And yeah. they've been doing some targeted cruise line ads for New York mm. because they have the port up here that some of the ships come out of. So yeah. anyway, we'll yeah. see. But anyway, that's my two cents. But good for you all in California. Get your get your passes back. <laughs> you. Go to that Magic Key Terrace and have a drink. We will. Well, we can go celebrate us uh, Magic Key pass holders. We can go celebrate the Lunar New Year at California Ooh. Adventure. So it's the year of the rabbit. And they've kicked off the celebration for Lunar New Year on January 20th. And it's running through February 15th. A few highlights for this one this year. It's always so cute if you can get there and get to see some of this. There is a Mulan procession with Mushu and they perform a couple of like the songs from Mulan. Um, It's kind of like a mini parade cavalcade style. You can also meet Mickey and Minnie over at Paradise Gardens and they're dressed in festive Lunar New Year attire. And there is a this I think is new this year. Don't quote me on that, but I think this is new. Um, They're doing a Mulan inspired pre-show before World of Color that celebrates family and friends during Lunar New Year. Oh. I know. How sweet, I like right? That. I know. It is sweet. Mulan is one of my favorite movies, and I'm glad they're really leaning into Mulan as kind of the the face of Lunar New Year. I like that Disney goes in on Lunar New Year, especially in California. Yeah. Because there's so much representation of Asian culture in some of the most recent Disney mm-hmm. films. But also the parks over there are such a significant part of Disney. So I love it. I think mm-hmm. I think it's great. We had some friends who went out and did a uh, Lunar New Year 5K through Chinatown here in New York this year. And they oh, loved cool. it. Um, so that's that. But yeah, sweet. Cool. Okay. One more Disneyland. Well, we have like 1.5 more Disneyland stories. Right. That's right. <laughs> All right. We don't talk about brew. No, no, no. So the reason I'm doing a really bad version of that is because the We Don't Talk About Bruno projection show is returning to Disneyland. So they did this projection show, I guess it was back in uh, April of last year Yep. on It's a Small World. Mm-hmm. And it was a very cool light projection show of We Don't Talk About Bruno put up there. They kind of like did a lot of lighting effects and transitions like they have for the uh, magical casita. And if you bought your little magic band plus oh, it interacts with it, like the other shows do, which I think we talked about this. I was going to say, how are you plugging yeah. magic band plus after you just gave us an abysmal <laughs> review? You know, what's so bad is I've been on the pre-order, like the magic band pre-order site for a trip in April, looking to see if I want another one. Stop. No, sucker, you I'm are a sucker. sucker. You're a chump for a magic band plus. I no, know. you can't because do that. I have a whole bag of magic bands that match different outfits. So anyway, I- we know um, this. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to do the thing you're going to hate. I'm going to wear the same magic band I've been wearing for the last three visits to Disney World this next time and save my not, money. It's, please tell me it's a magic band, too, and not like the old, old magic band. No, I did, it's not the old ones. But okay, yeah, I own two. I do own two magic bands. I'm going to bring both of them. I'm going to buy you a magic band as a present. No. Um, so <laughs> I've got one. It's glittery. It's cute. Oh, that's cute. So. I have two questions about this. Why is this not a Halloween thing? Because of the Bruno song. Yeah. And two, did you watch the live at the Hollywood Bowl? Encanto. No, it's Encanto. on. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Dana, we watched it the other weekend. It's so good. I know. I need so to watch good. it. I've seen little clips of it. Here was my night last night. I was like, I'm going to open up Disney Plus and I'm going to watch the Encanto Hollywood Bowl thing. And then next to it was the new Adina Menzel documentary. And I watched that instead. So I will oh, get no. to it. The Encanto and- thing, it was so good because it, it's on Disney Plus if you haven't seen it yet. And it is the actual voice cast yeah. from Encanto minus Bruno. Apparently, like, they had to bring a backup singer in to do Bruno because the real Bruno couldn't make it or something. The real Bruno is John Leguizamo. Yeah, well, he couldn't show up. So Ugh. some backup guy. He was, couldn't be bothered. He's really leaning into his character from the menu, I think. <laughs> it was a packed Hollywood Bowl. Uh-huh. And they did this projection mapping 
Yeah. On the Hollywood Bowl. So like the Madrigal Casita was like all done on it and they dressed. I thought the costuming was so good because they dressed the actors who were the voice actors from the film doing this live on stage in like slightly off versions of Mm -hmm. the animation outfits. That's cool. It's kind of fun. It it was fun. I love it. It was really fun. So watch it. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Okay. So the next one, and I'm going to just swoop in here and take it because running. Yeah. All you, man. So the run Disney, like, I think we talked about this the other week that run Disney is finally coming back to Disneyland. And I am really debating and I have to make a decision very fast about signing up for the Disneyland half marathon next year in January. And it's the week after the Walt Disney world marathon weekend. And I believe the sign up just as a heads up, they have announced when sign up for the Disneyland half marathon is. And I'm going to try to find it. And of course I'm not finding it right now, but I'll find it or we'll post it somewhere. It's very soon coming up in February And these things sell out super fast. And I think the first return to a half marathon at Disneyland is going to sell out crazy fast. Oh, I'm sure it will. Like midnight looking at the train going around. Anyway, if you are lucky enough to get into the Disneyland half marathon, Mm -hmm. you can register for the Run Disney Coast to Coast Race Challenge. It's something they used to do. It's finally back. So what the deal is, is you have to run a race over 10 miles at both Disney World and Disneyland. So uh, Disneyland, you have to do the half marathon and then you can get this medal by either going to Disney World the week before and doing the half, the full, or the dopey challenge to get your medal, to get uh-huh. your qualification, hop on a plane, fly to California and do the half marathon. Then you're going to get this really cool coast to coast medal for it for doing both races. That's cool. The other way to do it is to run the Disney World half and then choose another over 10 mile race at Walt Disney World because they do multiple events out there. So like the race I'm going to do in April. Mm -hmm. So if I did it next year and did the Disney World half, Mm -hmm. I would get the coast to coast medal. So it's kind of a cool like challenge thing they're doing. That is cool. I like that. Yeah. I'm still not going to do it, but that's cool for you. I love this for you. You could do it. I could do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it here. I don't want to do it. Five K. I could do the ten K. I mean, I run a lot, but I just don't like the idea of going on a run during my vacation. Like, do a ten K. I know, but then Dana, think about it. Here's my thought process with this because this is on the front end of a very long vacation for us. So, like, we get down there Saturday. Eat, have fun, whatever. I go to bed. I get up Sunday morning. I go for a 10-mile run. I'm back at the hotel before 8 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Go back to sleep for a little bit. Be the whole day in the parks. And then I can eat and drink whatever I want and not feel an ounce of guilt about it for the next week. You do you, man. You do you. <laughs> I love you for it. And I got to say, maybe I drank the Kool-Aid after having been down there for the marathon weekend and seeing the excitement that's around it and how much people love it. Yeah. And like, there is something super cool about running through a theme park at the crack of, before the crack of dawn with all the lights on and the music going and you have the whole place to yourself. When else do you get that experience at the parks? If you're a cast member, you get that experience a lot. Okay. Well, Nobody else does. So anyway, I know you're just having a little PTSD from when you had to stand out in the middle of the highway as Alice. Wendy. I was Wendy. Wendy, sorry. um, Yeah. (laughs) To take photos with sweaty runners. It was traumatic. It was my first, I already said this, it was my first shift out of being a character training. And I was like, what did I sign up for here? Ugh. You know, my goal, and I don't know if I said this the other week, my goal when I do the 10 miler uh-huh. Is to do every single photo stop along the way. You did say that. And I love that. Love that yeah, for you. Okay. Love that for you. Anyway, so Disney World, Disneyland, it's back. The Coast to Coast Race Challenge. Maybe nice. I'll sign up for it. And then maybe we'll come to California in January of 2024 to go to the half marathon at Disneyland. I will come cheer you on for that if you do it at Disneyland. And maybe I'll do it with you at Disneyland. It's going to be at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'll still come. We'll get a hotel room down there. I'll do yeah, that because perfect, you know we'll what, Adam, also let's tell the people I have come and cheered you on at multiple yeah, marathons that. in Los Angeles. 
I even brought a three-month-old Ray one time with me to Beverly Hills <laughs> so we could cheer you on. And my mother. My mother was in town because I was still on maternity leave. Oh, that race used to be so good, Dana, and then they ruined it. Mm. You used to go from Dodger Stadium, if you're familiar with L.A., the race is good, Dodger Stadium, to sure. Santa Monica and ended on the beach. Yeah. The McCourt Foundation took it over. They got cheap. They didn't want to pay Santa Monica the fees. Santa Monica needed for police and this and that and everything to have the finish line there. Yeah. So the race now runs to the border of Brentwood and Santa Monica mm. and then makes a U-turn and runs back to Century City and finishes in a parking lot in Century City at the mall. Oh, that's a bummer. That's stupid. And that's why I won't go back. So oh, anyway, Disney well. wins. Okay. Should we go over to my side of the magical country we live in? Well, what I'm about to announce is not technically your side. This side is in a galaxy far, far away. Um, <laughs> so our next news bit up is uh, at Disney World. We have um, on discount. Uh, yes, on sorry. layaway. We have the Galactic Jeez. Star Cruiser discounts. So we all know the Galactic Star Cruiser is a Star Wars themed hotel, uh, which is the fully immersive experience that they have. Well, they are struggling to fill their 100 room voyage each go around. So back in November, they had offered a 30% discount to DVC members. And now they're making another offer to any guest. You don't have to be a DVC member. So presently, guests with a reservation for the Star Cruiser can also get a discount up to $700 if they book accommodations on either the front or back end of their Star Cruiser vacation with a Disney World package. So if you've booked the Star Cruiser... You now can get $700 off of your vacation if you were to choose to stay at one of the on-property resorts for a few nights. So, which is oh honestly boy. not a bad night. That's basically paying for a night at a, a little bit more for a deluxe resort. Yeah. So, you could get a free night. Think of it that way out of a deluxe resort if you were to book <laughs> like two or three nights there. Oh, the Star Cruiser. Oh, well, let's talk about that. So the Star Cruiser is struggling. And I know you and uh, I have yeah. passed a few TikToks back and forth that are about people who are yep. cast members and who are leaving working there. It sounds like they didn't hit the mark. No, no. And we've talked about this a lot because, you know, it's the immersive storytelling. It's that it's it's a lot. I am still just waiting for them to announce they're going to shut it down. They're going to refurb it slightly. They're going to add a pool and it's going to become a deluxe resort. Like, yeah, it's coming. It's going to happen because this is not sustainable. Yeah. At the price point they're selling this, clearly they cannot fill these rooms because people are not willing to spend five to six thousand dollars for two days. Because yeah. we've, and you guys can go back and find the other episodes where we've done like, what else could you get for five to six thousand dollars at Disney World? And it's a lot. <laughs> you can get a lot. It was one of my favorite episodes to do because we were, we really broke down all the different options. Remember, you and I planned the most beautiful honeymoon weekend. We'd have the an two incredible vacation. Oh we were gosh. staying. If I'm remembering this right, we were staying at the, the Grand, Grand Floridian, Floridian with a theme park spa view, treatments. a spa treatment. We bought a park hopper ticket for the day, and we also bought like an evening ticket for like one of the yeah. Mickey's holiday parties. All the we things. We were doing it up. All for the same price. Again, I think this was such a swing and a miss. It was such a bold idea, but they're going to have to do something with the property. And yeah. I just do not know why they're not looking and some bean counter over Disney must be looking at it saying, okay, we got to yeah. do something. And how do we make this profitable? You charge $700 a night for the hotel room. Like you treated a deluxe resort and you fill that place up and people yeah. will book that like crazy. They'll want to eat at the restaurant. They'll want to like do the things you could have activities like, and yeah. just people will do it and they'll pay for it yeah, because I agree. they're not trapped there. I think it's the concept of, you're trapped in this world for two nights, right? Instead of, oh, I could book a five-night stay at the Galactic Star Cruiser, really be immersed in this because we're a bunch of Star Wars nerds, but then still go to the Magic Kingdom, go to Blizzard Beach, go to Disney Springs, do these other things, but not be trapped in it. Anyway, 
we go on for that for a bit. But and maybe I'm just babbling about the Star Cruiser because I'm still really upset. In a, the Why? Next, the next piece here. Oh, okay. I'm not. This is stupid. I'm not upset what? about this at all. Also, well, go ahead. Tell them what we're talking about. Splash Mountain is gone. Mm-hmm. At Disney World. Yeah. Guys, I told you last week about my moment I had riding Splash Mountain in my own log flume, watching the fireworks as my very last ride on Splash Mountain. It was the most amazing very last ride on that ride ever. It's gone. It had <laughs> a nearly 300-minute wait on its mm-hmm. last day at Disney World because everybody wanted to go ride it on the last day. People set up a memorial to Splash Mountain in front of it and were leaving like notes and flowers and like Splash Mountain trinkets and stuffed animals outside of Splash Mountain. Like this was a, has that ever happened for a ride before? Like that was insane. And that's stupid. That (laughs) Come on, guys. Here's my take on all of this. And by the way, right before we started recording, I looked on the Disneyland app The Disneyland Splash Mountain is still open. There's no end date set yet. It could be tomorrow. It could be. There's a rumor. It could be tomorrow. It could be. The rumor is it'll be closing in May. Oh my God. That's so much time. So either way, do you want to know how long the wait time was when we, when we popped on the parks closed now, but when we popped on at like 6 PM California time, guess how long the wait was. How long? 10 minutes. 10 minutes because that's the thing like waiting for the and and here's my issue with the entire ride of splash mountain and i don't mean to get it all political but i do mean to get it that like i love that ride too they're not changing the ride the log flume splash experience is still going to be there they're changing the innards of this ride do I love the song? Yeah, it's really fun and catchy. And they Zippity took an easy dog, answer Zippity. of like some old props that they had from America Sings and threw them into Splash Mountain to make a ride. I they know. cobbled something together. But what they cobbled together was something founded in racism. And that is what I don't <laughs> have an okay well, situation with. So agreed, I'm okay with seeing Splash Mountain say goodbye. Agreed. But I'm also like, I remember, I, you know, I'm a nut for nostalgia. And I remember riding that thing for the first time ever years and years and years ago. And I remember going into the laughing place and I was like, what drugs did these people make when they made this ride? Because it is off the charts. Like the big bear tied up being dipped in and out of the water. Like the bear, I butt. Just, the bear butt, the bear butt, the big bear. It's super, yeah. It's it's a sweet I, ride. Like, I think that, that big bear, like, never mind. But like, <laughs> I'm remembering jokes from friends when I wrote it and I posted a video on it, and the bear tied up. It's a thing. But anyway, look, I'm bummed. It's a piece of Disney history that is going away. Yeah. I'm excited to see what's going on with Tiana's Bayou Adventure. I think the music from the from the movie is incredible. I think it's going to be moving. I think it's going to be beautiful. Like anytime they redo one of these rides and plus it up, like think about like Mission Breakout or the plussing they did to Snow White's Scary Adventure now um, Enchanted, whatever it is. It's better. I'm excited for it. I'm just a little sad because I I really love that ride. And I have a lot of good memories on that ride. I know. I do, too. I do, too. I Mm -hmm. had the most, like, I have an old Br'er. It's probably worth a lot. um, A Br'er Rabbit plushie that I got in 1992 when I went to Disney World. And I slept with it every night. My parents have a picture of me holding it. And we stayed at. You slept with the racist rabbit. At the racist (laughs) resort because I stayed at Dixie (laughs) Landings. If you know what that means, if you know, you know, that's now New Orleans Square or Port Orleans, but it was called Dixie Landings and they have changed it, which is good that they did. I just think it's interesting that you've got, I'll get off the political bent here in a second, but you had people who were just like going crazy. I will be curious to see what happens in California if people are as rabid and make a three hour long line or five hour long line or however long it was to go on the ride in May. The ride is slightly different between the two parks. It's longer at Disney mm-hmm. World than it is at Disneyland. The ride is longer. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. 
Okay, I'm going to take this next one, and then before we get to the other one, that's okay. right. Yeah. Okay, because I am from Kansas City, and it is my God-given birthright to talk about barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so the it's a thing. It's a law. Look it up. Finally, we've talked about this a couple times. Uh, Woody's Roundup Barbecue is going to finally open, uh, I think, a much-needed additional restaurant at Hollywood Studios over here on the East Coast. And it is going to be barbecue. They really kind of dove in on this barbecue thing, the Regal Eagle Barbecue over at Epcot. And now they're going to have this barbecue spot over in Hollywood Studios. So the difference is Regal Eagle is a quick service. You can mobile mm-hmm. order quick service. It looks like now with the menu announcement and everything, Woody's Roundup Barbecue will be a dining reservation and table service restaurant. So if you want to eat at this place, you're going to have to be at your 60-day window on that app, getting that reservation at 3 o'clock in the morning, California time, 6 a.m. Eastern time, if you want to eat at this place. Because you know this thing is going to book fast. Yeah. But Disney did just announce the menu, and I (laughs) cannot wait to go try it. Again, it's not going to be up to Kansas City barbecue standards, but we'll give it a try. So very first thing, what they're doing is what they've done a lot. And this kind of replaced the buffet Mm -hmm. for Disney post pandemic. They really pulled back and they turned a lot of buffets into this more family style meal thing. Um, They've kept it at some places. When we did Garden Grill this last trip at Epcot, it was family style where they bring the big skillet of food over to the table. It's always family style. Garden Grill's always been family style. So, but by the way, it works out really well when you're a meat eater and a vegetarian. Yeah. Because you get, for the same price, double the food because they give you an entire vegetarian skillet and an entire meat eater skillet. So, Oh, nice. Good to know. There you go. So at Woody's Roundup, when you sit down, they're going to give you uh, Prospector's Homemade Cheddar Biscuits with a sweet pepper jelly, Mm. which actually sounds kind of good. Yeah. And then they're going to bring three different salads out, two of which I'm here for, one of which pass. The pass is the tomato salad. It's tomatoes, cucumbers, and pickled red onions tossed in a white balsamic vinaigrette garnished with a fresh dill. Hmm. Okay. The two I'm here for, the Rex's romaine and kale salad, Romaine and kale mixed with green apples, pumpkin seeds, dried cranberries with a green goddess dressing. Mm, That sounds good. Yeah. Here's what I'm really here for, because my favorite thing in the summer, especially in New York when it's hot and gross all summer and humid, watermelon salad, cubed watermelon garnished with freshly torn mint leaves. Yeah, that sounds great. All they needed to do is add some feta in there. Watermelon, mint, and feta is like, oh, Dana, that is like. That's the best summer treat, watermelon, mint, and feta. B-Y-O-F, bring your own feta when you get there. Yeah, so so Sierra, in your bath, (laughs) if you can bring (laughs) the hot sauce and the feta next time, that'd be great. We'll We'll be good to go. Okay, so after they bring all that, then they're going to bring the bowl of meat. It's what we're going to call it. It is all the barbecue. It's kind of, it's an incredible barbecue plate. This reminds me a lot of some of the barbecue places in Kansas City and Texas where they literally just like, there's this place outside of Austin, Texas called, oh, I'm blanking on the name of it. I'll think of it. But what they do is it's all you can eat. And they just keep bringing these plates of all this barbecue out to you. What they're doing at Disney World is you're getting evil doctor smoked ribs. So it's fall off the bone, pork ribs, slow cook for hours in there. On-site smokehouse they've built at the restaurant, which is kind of cool. Okay. Buttercups beef brisket, hand-sliced beef brisket, then slow cooked to juicy perfection. There's sausage in my boot, spiced pork sausage, fire grilled over live oak to give it the added kick. And then you get barbecue chicken with it. Um, It's chicken. They brine for 48 hours and then smoke it as well. That sounds really good. That sounds really good. good. I know I'm looking yeah, at the menu yeah, as you're yeah. talking and it looks awesome. So I'm here for all this. For people like my husband, he can come enjoy barbecue as well. Yeah. Because they do an entire vegetarian offering. So if you've got a mixed group of meat eaters and vegetarians, you can get. And also, side note, if you just want to try all the things, 
completely lie to them and tell them one of your four people there at dinner are vegetarians. And then they'll bring you out the vegetarian option and you can try everything. So it's a slow smoked cauliflower topped with a sweet harissa drizzle and crunchy walnut. Okay. That sounds amazing. And oven roast bratwurst. So it's probably like one of those impossible meat bratwursts. And then an impossible rib chop seasoned with spices and roast and glaze with sweet barbecue sauce and skewered on a sugar cane bone. Oh, that's really mm. clever. They created like a sugar cane bone and like a impossible meat thing on top of it. I love that. That's cool. Oh, I, I think that'll be good. So I wonder how it will it. taste. Yeah. To vegetarians, if it'll taste meaty. Well, we eat a lot of impossible products here. Yeah. Cause Kurt is into them and yeah, I we can, like them too. and I think it, I think it works really well, especially for a household that are meat eaters and non. So I can cook traditional meat based dishes with the impossible meats. I made a pizza casserole the other night that uh-huh. was like, and I used impossible ground beef and impossible sausage on the top instead of pepperoni is really good. Okay. Nice. So the last bit of this, and then I will stop about the barbecue. You ain't got barbecue unless you got some sides because the sides make the mm-hmm. barbecue. Uh-huh. So I'm a little weary on the sides. Cause look, you want slaw. You want beans. You want some potato salad. That's it. Right. Like, yeah, they've gone a little, a little wonky in my opinion on the sides, but we'll, we'll see. So they have the married spuds are loaded potato barrels. I don't even know what a potato barrel is. Drizzled with green goddess dressing, cheese sauce, and seasoned barbecue spices. They've got fried pickles. So basically you like your traditional deep fried pickles. They have a slinky dog mac and cheese. That one is allowed and actually looks really good. Um, they bake beans. They've got a cowpoke corn on the cob. This one and not cutting it for me because it's grilled and seasoned with a chili lime spice blend, cilantro, cojata cheese, and lime juice. That feels Cotija. more like Mexican. Cotija. Yeah, Cotija. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's California. Um, <laughs> that feels more Mexican than barbecue. Um, yeah, so it not, does. I mean, I'm here not, for it. Sounds really great. Hot. Mr. Yeah. Kansas City over um, there. Yeah. Uh, potato salad, fine. A veggie slaw, fine. And then roasted vegetables, mm-hmm. fine. And then they do have desserts. They're like doing the thing that a lot of the restaurants are doing now. Those like small tasting desserts and like mm, little cups yeah, or I whatever like where you get like a bite, get try different stuff. So they've got a forky cupcake that looks really cute. <laughs> it's like a forky cookie in a cupcake. It looks really, yeah. I don't know, it looks cute. A lemon and blueberry cheesecake, a chocolate silk pie, an apple pie, and a peach strawberry pie. I, You know... I don't know. It's like, okay, I'm kind of, I have to, I have to try it. I think it's, it's going to be, I'm looking at the pictures and they're like pie bites. So I want to be clear that these look like they're a three to five bite situation. It's not like a slice of pie. It's like a little tiny cup, like a Dixie cup size of pie. Yeah. I don't know. I like, as I've said, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, barbecue aficionado and the uh-huh. place i'm thinking of in texas is the salt lick where you literally it's a out in a farm and you go in and you bring your own beer you bring literally roll in with a cooler of beer and whatever you want to drink and they just keep bringing the plates of barbecue but what they do well which i think disney is missing on are the desserts they do cobblers like nothing is better than a good Ooh. cobbler a hot cobbler I love a cobbler with some ice cream on top of it yes after some barbecue Warm cobbler, cold ice cream. Oh, there's nothing better. Oh. That sounds perfect, doesn't it? Yeah, like a blueberry it does. cobbler with some ice cream on top. Mm. It does. Hey, this is a an aside. I didn't tell you, but we have a, I don't know, this must be a chain, but we have a Kansas City, I think it's Kansas City, barbecue place that just opened up by us called Lucille's. Oh, is that no. a chain? That's probably bad. Oh, we thought it was great. We loved it, but we don't go out for barbecue very often. Well, we'll have to try next time we're out. We'll go there and I'll give you I'll give you my my opinion. I have a very what's the what's it called when you have a good taste like a a palate. You have a refined palate, very refined palate when it comes to barbecue. (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, that's that. But there's more food happening. 
our very last news bit, which is an exciting one because this is something that will be happening when you and I visit in April. But the Epcot oh, International, yeah, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival will be going on March first through July fifth. So hold on, you yeah. know it just popped in my head. What? Because remember the pandemic. So yes. when they the pandemic happened at the beginning of the 2020 Flower and Garden Festival. And then what Disney World did is they, because they closed and then reopened, right? Right. And they reopened with, shortly after they reopened, it was time for the Food and Wine Festival. And so they combined the two, Flower and Garden and Food and Wine, because they had all the Mm -hmm. topiaries out there still that never got seen. And I remember Molly from All Ears Now Mammoth Club, she would walk around it and she was calling it the Flying Festival. Oh, I like that. I like that. I don't know why that popped in my head. But anyway, Flower and Garden. So um, they have announced that there will be a few new topiaries that will be gracing the festival this year. Um, at the front of the park, we are going to have some of the Encanto cast featuring Mirabelle, Antonio, Isabella, and Luisa. So you'll see them right at the front of the park. And then we also, and I'm kind of surprised she hasn't been here yet, but we finally are getting a Princess Tiana topiary over at the American Pavilion. I know. And then, of course, all the other classics will be back. I know everybody likes the um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs topiary. That one's really cute. Uh, But you'll see... You'll see everybody there. So I'm exciting. I'm super excited because when I do the springtime surprise Tim Myler, we get to Mm -hmm. run through Epcot. I don't get to see all these without like big crowds. So that'll be kind of cool. We should definitely go there for the flying. I'm going to just call it the flying festival because that sounds better to me. But we'll be there. And we've all decided Epcot is the best park for kids right now. Yeah. And parents who like alcohol. We should go there and we should pick a good restaurant to have dinner at. Yeah. Let's offline about that and find one. Why because... off? We'll fill y'all in when the plans yeah. are made. There's yes, a little tease. Will. When the plans are made, we'll 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 spill the details. But there's some exciting stuff going on. Yeah. So that's it. That's our news for the week. I feel like that's a fair amount. I know with Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival, there'll be a lot more that's coming out like food and yeah. they do like, you know, bands and stuff like that. So we'll keep you guys informed of all of that. But I think that's pretty much it. And oh, you all late breaking news, though. Yeah. I just remembered I wanted to talk about this really fast. because It has to do with festivals at Epcot. Apparently during this latest festival, there was like they've been doing and we saw the ads for it when we were down there. They were doing like Disney on Broadway at Epcot um, oh, right. over by on the big stage by the America Pavilion. And somebody announced that they are developing Coco for Broadway. <gasps> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited about that. So that'll be kind of cool. I love Coco. Coco is my favorite. Oh. Mama email that. So that'll be kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway. All right. Well, with that, we hope you all have. Well, do we have to go? Yeah, we got to go. I'm trying to wrap it up, Adam. (laughs) Because people have been listening to us for far too long at this point. So with that. You're you're in it. (laughs) You will never (laughs) let me wrap it up. You want to go another hour? (laughs) Yeah, well, we got. If you made it this far, you're committed. Okay. All right. (laughs) You know how to find us. Follow us on Instagram. If you're looking for a free price quote, I emphasize that free price quote on any vacations. If you want to work with a travel agent, it is free to you. You can work with me. Um, you can just reach out to me at our Instagram is probably the best. Or you can always find me on at Generation Depod. Yep. Or you can always find me I'm on Adventures with AllisonWonderland.com. And with that, we will see you all in another week. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. <laughs>